Hello, this is Sarah and Hillary at the Funky Pharmacist Podcast. We decided to jump on while we had a moment real quick here this morning and come to you with some more state of the pharmacy affairs and happenings around the world that we're seeing. Um, And maybe a thing or two that I'm going to say grinds my gears. I'm pretty sure it does Hillary's as well. Um, So where do you want to start? This all kind of revolves around... um uh, I don't want to say vaccinations because vaccinations like we kind of stay away from that term because each person has their own opinion, right? Right, and we we value everybody's opinion. We don't um, we don't pick sides, so to speak, or judge. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Everyone does what they feel is right, and that's the most important. But uh, right, we're just gonna say it. Oh wow! I didn't think you were actually gonna say it. Okay, I'm going to. All right. Each pharmacy, um, I think it's important. Walgreens over the years have kind of, and CVS have kind of grown into the whole uh, minute clinic type thing, putting a clinic inside their pharmacy, which is a good pairing, um, but they've got to to move with time. So they've mm-hmm. done that. If you that. don't adapt, you die. Exactly. Adaptation. So they've done a fine job, I feel, in the realm of pharmacy. Human resources wise, and because I'm on a whole bunch of forums, I think they have their own inside uh, corporate issues around mm-hmm. work. Force and pharmacy, pharmacists, pharmacy techs, stuff like that. But I guess from a front-end consumer aspect, um, they've done a fine job. Rite Aid has been, in my opinion, the guy who has fallen back a little yeah, bit. Or the tail end, yeah. But now Sarah has informed me that they have made some changes. We're going to. Yeah, so um, I was driving through my little town the other day and noticed that the Rite Aid in town had totally changed their signs out front. Their logo and everything has changed. And then I was a little bit angry because their logo now has a mortar and pestle in it. Which I'm just going to (laughs) say, in my typical style, is bullshit. Does anybody in there know how to use a mortar and a pestle? Do they know what it represents, we have it in our logo, but we use one here every damn day. We know what it is. So you're going by somebody that's rebranding themselves, right? Then I hear a commercial on the radio. Come get your flu shot, and our pharmacist will make recommendations on vitamins and supplements to keep you and your family healthy. Wait, what? I'm pretty sure we've been doing that for over a year. Great idea. But... What's your pharmacist knowledge base in recommending those things to me? We went over this a couple podcasts ago. What did you learn in school to help me? No, they'll feed you vitamin C, and uh, if they've been keeping up on times and doing the research, maybe they'll say, hey, look at your vitamin D levels. But there's nothing out there. Maybe, uh, oh, well, here's some Zycam. You know, they're going to, what they're... Unless Rite Aid's got this little protocol that they're going to get these pharmacists to follow. It's what you read in our pharmacy magazines that we get that are fed with consumer advertisements that say, hey, recommend number one pharmacist recommended zinc as I can, or number one pharmacist recommended is vitamin C. It's just going to be what they are put in front of them. And then comes more frustrations, because what do we know about the vitamins they carry? They're not absorbable. Um, You know, they're not the the best forms to to be absorbed. They're they're the cheapest forms. So I I understand from Rite Aid's perspective what they're doing. They're trying to build 
sales. We came from a corporate background. We know that game. That's not the game we're playing here. We genuinely believe in health and immunity. And now, I guess, to me, to have them come in, and maybe they were planning this before we were ever open. Who knows? I appreciate it, because this is the way I think it needs to go. Mm -hmm. But um, it's very interesting to me. Yeah. Well, um, again, they're going to be driven by monetary incentive and sales on the backside, so uh, I don't know. They're not going to get the whole complete... You know what it takes me back to? It's my deli days. Oh, God. When I was so angry because when somebody bought meat, you you had to, especially if there was somebody around corporate or your boss around, you had to suggest a cheese or something to go with it, something that was on sale. So at first I was really resistant to all that. You know, like, I'm not doing that. They're not going to tell me what to do because that's my nature. That's our nature. Mm-hmm. Nobody tells us what to do. But then, you know, after getting in trouble for it a couple of times, you started recommending the cheese. <laughs> and people buy the damn cheese. Some people buy everything you recommend. So it's suggestive selling. Which is business 101, I it guess. It is. Right? Yes. So it's just interesting. Um, but yeah, not here. I'm, yeah. Again, that's not who we are. No. But it's also a frustration. The more and more in the this we get, we had somebody come in on the other day that was looking for CBD for an elderly lady who was having a hard time sleeping. And Hillary happened to ask, because it's her job and it's what we do here, what medication she was on to try to figure out if she was depleted in anything to see if that might be an issue. It ended up it wasn't. But at her age, um, she just asked if this patient was on a vitamin B. And the woman that came in was her daughter, and she had the best interest totally for her mom. But when she came in, she was looking for CBD, and she wasn't open to any other recommendations. So we brought up the vitamin B because vitamin B6 has changed my life in sleeping. Like, realistically, I never could sleep and now I can. So it was a recommendation that would have cost maybe $15. Um, but that's not what she was looking for when she came in here. So we recommended it. She blew it off. Ended up leaving with some samples of CBD. And, you know, we hope those work. But I guess the moral of the story is you got to be open-minded. Especially in a world where we're conditioned to believe everything from traditional medicine, and what we're learning is traditional medicine definitely has its time and place. We have a lot of people within our families that are part of that. However, this functional and naturopathic side also has its time and its place. And it's frustrating sometimes when people aren't open enough to see it. Well, let's just spiral into this since we're rambling and venting on our state of pharmacy dress. Um, that goes into cost too. It and does. Price, uh, I guess, willingness to pay. Unfortunately, all this stuff is expensive, and there's nothing we can do about it. But it's very frustrating knowing what may be able to help a person, and then have it not be attainable to them. Yeah. But it's also frustrating too because I guess my thing. And I'm not a person that would be able to afford a lot of this stuff either. But at a certain point, you can't spend any money when you're not here. So, I mean, I get it. I genuinely do because, you know, that it is expensive. I mean, we've said it before. For the supplements, we're on a loan. Um, I think I'm probably into it, probably realistically, about $120 a month. Um, and, you know, my children are 
great, you know, all of our kids are supplemented, which is fantastic, but it's broken because until those vitamins and supplements can be paid for the same way as a prescription is, um, you're going to continue to have this treating the symptom and not the root, I think. That's true, but I don't want it. But then again, that gets in a whole when you got drug companies or whoever invested in that, and t then they're going to tell you how to do it, what they want, you know. I don't know. It's, it's true. It's broken. It is. It's frustrating. It is frustrating because we see people all, all around us that um, you kind of want not to shake them, but just to, sh sometimes, I hate to say it, but sometimes it's to shake their, to shake their doctor. If you have somebody that's living with another thing that's been happening lately, we had a patient that's chronically inflamed. Doctor won't even run, her traditional medicine doctor won't even run the blood tests to kind of indicate source and and all that kind of thing. So this patient's just left with chasing her symptoms. Mm -hmm. And you feel for her because she's chased her symptoms for 10 years and not getting any relief. And you can look at her and see that you could, sh you could, you could help her, but you can't because she can't afford it. And her doctor's not going to order the labs because he's, you know, the insurance isn't going to cover them or whatever the case That's may be. That's true. But I mean, in their particular case, it's, they could have paid out of pocket. So it's just, and it's not that expensive either. No, and I think it's you got to be ready and you got to be open-minded. Okay. If there's anything I've learned in the last several years of my life, it's definitely um, as a person that always was a planner and had to have things figured out is to not worry so much about that and be open-minded. So let's go back to flu shots. Mm -hmm. Again, we support any decision. Because it's your own health and you've got to... Only you can decide. Yeah. But I have a problem with them, and this is just mon this is me on my monetary gain issue. Not morals, not efficacy, not anything. But it's just I'm sick of them putting um, a flu shot in with the whole COVID thing. Two separate issues. Um, and it's just a perfect time for them to capitalize Monetize on, on, you know, I'm not going to dive in there and go with all that because then I'll just open a can of worms. But I just, again, it comes down to money and greed and mm -hmm. let's just pump out those flu shots because COVID. And then one physician said, oh, you know, you need to get your flu shot because we can't differentiate between flu and COVID. It's hard to differentiate between the symptoms, so. What's that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess that brings us to another probably taboo to topics. We're dropping all sorts of taboo topics today. Um, and that would be the um, fact that they're already injecting volunteers with a COVID vaccine in England. Throughout from what the world. I've read. Mm -hmm. So for us, that's super scary. Um, in all honesty. I mean, you have these vaccines that have taken a decade to come up with. Which is true. You got. I mean, you've got to have trials. So if someone wants to be brave enough to do that trial, then so be it. But yeah. to push it out in the time that they're pushing out, yeah, there's and not know long term ram ramifications, kind of scares me. Yeah. But again, if you properly support your immune system, 
and look at the backside of things. I mean, what's good about this is there's tons and tons of studies coming out right now on everything that is um, more functional, integrative approach. So all, yeah, but all this is backed by studies that it is. And if you go back years, but let's 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 talk about this like real, real talk about this. This goes back to even when James was sick. There's real studies that prove that cannabis shrunk or shrink the kind of cancer he had. You, we actually seen it for a while. So, but there's still people that are going to tell you you're wrong, and those studies are bullshit. Just like there's people that are going to tell you that the studies saying vitamin D can help prevent COVID are bullshit. There's there's always going to be people that are going to squash this kind of thing. So I'm not saying this. It upsets me. Why I'm saying this is, if you're going to be a skeptic, then you're going to be a skeptic. Don't bother reading the studies. It's all monetary driven. It is. Right now, there's a huge thing trying to push the FDA to ban hormone replacement because there's no studies out there that show that it's effective or safe. And nobody makes money off of it. Exactly. It's all natural. Mm -hmm. So they cannot, and that's why they're pushing it. Um, there's tons of literature and research out there about um, bioidentical hormones and how safe it is. And there's, it's all, so it's mm -hmm. all it's all these I know and I know the studies are out there we've seen it work like I don't need a study to tell you that it works because I've seen it work on people that's seeing is believing and I understand that some people don't see it so they don't believe it but I, it's so frustrating it's like beyond the realm of frustrating to me that you can have these drugs on TV that pretty much tell you that you're going <laughs> to have cancer. Yes. Cancer risk. Is, yes. Yeah. But if somebody says that vitamin D could help your immunity, could boost your immunity, there's 20 articles saying it does. And there's one guy that says, nope, mm -mm, not true. And that's what he says, right? He's got nothing to back it up. He just says, no, that's not true. They're just telling you that because they don't want you to get the flu shot or they don't want you to get the COVID shot. Like, it's, it's both ways, and that's what, I mean, as a society, we are conditioned to go with that side, I feel like. It's conditioning since we were younger. We are very lazy as a society, and maybe we just, it's just, been, I don't want to say it's been passed down, but I guess passed down from generation to generation, and not doing our own research. We're, we weren't that fed to us, mm -hmm. be a TV professionals, I don't know. And laziness goes down to this. I'd rather take a pill than work out or walk or exercise or eat right or try to control my blood pressure or um, cholesterol. It's easier. It is, but that's kind of getting off on a tangent oh, again, but I fault our medical peeps with that because mm -hmm. me going, they do not spend the time diabetic. I'll just throw my sister under the bus. She did not know the difference between a high glycemic food versus a low glycemic food. That has to do with carbohydrates and, you know, that's like diabetes 101 that that should be taught to these people. Mm -hmm. So if we got out of that dang mindset of here, 10, 15 minutes appointment, then you're out and not educating our patients. Some people don't have the resources to educate themselves. What it is is... Broken everywhere. Yeah, it, it, it's the same thing. And I think unless you have somebody that's in the medical field in your family, 
then you go in to the doctor and you believe whatever they tell you. You don't second guess a doctor, right? Like my grandparents would have never second guessed a doctor. My my parents never second guessed a doctor. You know. So <laughs> talk about taboo subjects. Okay, so I have a big. I feel very strongly about this that as broken as our our system is today, it is all um, service based, right? Mm-hmm. Just as I am a pharmacy, you walk in and you don't like how I treat you or how I fill your prescription or, you know, you've got an issue with my pharmacy, you'll go down the street. Mm-hmm. If you do not agree with what your doctor says, you are still paying them or the insurance is still paying them for a service. It is no different than a grocery store, a pharmacy, mm-hmm. a gas station. Gas station. Mm-hmm. If you do not like their service, then you go elsewhere. Or... You, or what I was going to say, um, or you get a second opinion. You get a second opinion. Mm -hmm. So it is perfectly okay to do that. And I also think it's really important, too, if you're going to do that, please get a hold of the office manager and let them know your concerns. Because if it's with a nurse or an aide or something like that, I think it needs to be addressed. I mean, it's not okay for people to not do their Well, that's true, because I've had a lot of people... They, they love the doctor, but they don't like the office staff. Mm-hmm. And same, I mean, that goes from anywhere. That's pharmacy, too. That's just business in general. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's a good point, too. Wow, we're hitting a lot of, ugh, we're just kind of squirreling. Squirreling on a lot of things that really, though, I mean, this is stuff that, that, that we see, and it's a major frustration. And, like, it's not out of any disrespect for the traditional medical community because we know people that do a really good job in their practices of not being what we're talking about. However, we've seen what we're talking about for 15 years and it's not changing. I mean, you have, you have doctor's offices that are, that are scheduling eight patients within an hour. How is that ever going to help a person get to the cause of what their issue is? And let's talk about this. How many people go to the doctor because they're depressed or they're anxious, right? And the doctor sends them away with some Prozac and some Xanax, and they never actually get down to why they might be anxious or why they might be depressed. Nobody bothers to ask them that. They're another statistic. They get put on the meds. They go and they hope they do well. When you have a modality such as naturopathic medicine, our good friend Dr. Morris, who will dive in and take hours to figure out where this is coming from, where is where's the root of your issues? Whether that's a physical manifestation and something, or it's something else. Childhood trauma. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? People can say they don't have it all they want. Everybody's got trauma in their life. I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think it comes back to this for me, purely my opinion. But until our all of our doctors, all those different modalities can work together. It's broken. And then you've got, here, let's talk about this, too. You've got chiropractors, right? Chiropractors have this horrible reputation of being, and I'm not being disrespectful, but I'm going to say it how it is, quacks. Oh, yeah. They're weird. They're funky. Mm-hmm. I love that because they know what they're doing because they treat the body. They treat each individual person. They know their shit. Mm-hmm. But yet... They get a bad rap. Well, anything that's not mainstream is thought of. And it comes down to monetary there, too. Yeah. 
Because if you can fix their back with a couple adjustments and maintenance, uh, you know, you don't make that money off the gabapentin or the, you know, whatever it might be that that person's on. And I get it, but it's, I guess this is turning into be a, it is, it's a, a frustration session of things. So, you know. Yeah, we're just hitting it all. Yeah. But, yeah. But that's where functional medicine and integrative medicine comes in. I mean, the intake form alone is 12 to 15 pages, and it goes through everything. And the detailed blood work and yeah. Yeah, just dialing in on things is, um, and that's the thing too, you, like you were saying about like diabetics and things like that, I, I get it, I think they give you a pamphlet about nutritionalists and stuff like that probably, you know, kind of like, I don't know, they did when I was pregnant, like, you know, you talk to these people about your nutrition, but is that really accessible to those people? Do they really feel like they could or should go talk to that person if they that person are diagnosed? Just following the food pyramid, like when James was sick? And when he was diagnosed with cancer, here, look at it, or go to a dietitian, mm-hmm. make an appointment with a dietitian at the cancer center, and then we bring up low sugar, and we get our head chewed off, and James knew I was just, I was, oh, mm. mm-mm. Well, even still, I mean, sugar feeds cancer, mm-hmm. but they don't, they don't teach that way, they don't recommend that way. Nope. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's... It's broken. It's broken everywhere. But, um, and again, we're, we're, we're here to help all the people in between all those different modalities. And again, there's no judgment here. This is not a place of judgment. It's a place of trying to convey to you what we're seeing. Um, so it can help you mm-hmm. because, um, that's honestly what our passion is. And if that wasn't our passion, this stuff wouldn't get us so riled up. <laughs> and we're very passionate about um, resources too. So yes, like as I mentioned, we I I did not know where to turn to when, as far as a dietitian or a nutritionist, um, when we were going when James was going through his whole cancer thing. So I mean, now we've formed many relationships with people that can help. And we can put it in the direction that you would want to go. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And yeah, so. And it's a great place. It's a great place to be. Um, I, you know, we we started this before anybody rebranded with mortars and pestles on their signs. <laughs> Mortar and pestles always been a signature pharmacy thing. I get it, but it's not used in writing. Doesn't use it. No. It's a. It's a. It's a flex. It's a posture. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know. It's a flex on society to say that, hey, look at us. We're old school. We're going back to nutrition and mortars and pestles. Mm-mm. Not at all. I don't know. But, yeah, that was my... I think we hit on all my points I wanted to express. My state of pharmacy dress, number two. All right, well... This one's kind of risque, but there it is. Yeah. Again, disclaimer, only our opinions. Yes. We support you in any way. Yes. <laughs> no judgments here. Yes. And and I guess in that same token, we'll, we will not take hate from our opinions because we believe in them. So if you got hate, keep it to yourself. It's all love here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. That's it. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Mm-hmm.